Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. On April 8, 1864, in Washington, D.C., the United States Senate passed the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. I'm John Meacham, and this is Reflections of History. To mark the end of slavery in America, we tend to focus on January 1st, 1863, the date of President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, or on Juneteenth, June 17th, the day in 1865 when Union troops took Galveston, Texas, and made emancipation a national reality. April 8th, however, was a day in 1864 that's worth remembering. On that springtime Friday in Washington, the United States Senate passed what became the 13th Amendment to the Constitution, the amendment abolishing slavery in America. Championed by Charles Sumner of Massachusetts, the lawmaker who had been brutally beaten on the floor of the Senate by a South Carolina congressman before the war, the amendment sought to revolutionize American life. Abolition came to pass for many reasons. There was the remarkable bravery of black people throughout the long and tragic history of slavery, people who rose up to resist human bondage. There were the black Americans who fled Confederate lines for Union lines during the war, and the black Americans who took up arms for the Union and for a Constitution that, until April 8, 1864, did not seem likely to free them. Long and extreme on the wide spectrum of American politics, Abolitionists believe the 1864 election a turning point. A constitutional amendment, the abolitionist Wendell Phillips said during the campaign, would put things beyond men for all time to come. James M. Ashley of Ohio spoke of abolition as the necessary condition for American survival. He said, Man's capacity for self-government is on trial before the world, and we must conquer or the verdict will be against democratic government and in favor of privilege and despotism everywhere. The tide of the time was running in favor of abolition. The amendment was of course controversial. It made permanent what Lincoln's proclamation had done only provisionally. The language read, Section 1. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. Section 2. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. To Sumner, justice was long overdue. Four years before, in June 1860, he had delivered a mighty speech to the Senate on what he called the barbarism of slavery. In it, he said this, this is no time for soft words or excuses. All such are out of place. They may turn away wrath, but what is the wrath of man? This is no time to abandon any advantage in the argument. Senators sometimes announce that they resist slavery on political grounds only and remind us that they say nothing of the moral question. This is wrong. Slavery must be resisted not only on political grounds, but on all other grounds whether social, economical, or moral. Ours is no holiday contest, nor is it any strife of rival factions, but it is a solemn battle between right and wrong, 
between good and evil. Such a battle cannot be fought with excuses or with rose water. There is austere work to be done, and freedom cannot consent to fling away any of her weapons. Now, in 1864, when the outcome of the Civil War remained in doubt, Sumner urged the Senate to take up the weapon of amendment and abolish slavery. And the Senate did, on April 8th, by a vote of 38 to 6. The House of Representatives would resist the amendment when it crossed the Capitol to be considered. But a marker, an undeniable marker, had been laid down. If Lincoln prevailed in the presidential election then unfolding, the forces of emancipation would try again. And he did prevail. After the election, the president and his men assiduously lobbied for the requisite two-thirds majority in the House. It was the right thing to do, and the president believed the amendment's passage with border state votes would at last show the Confederacy that war was done. The passage of this amendment will clinch the whole subject, Lincoln said. It will bring the war, I have no doubt, rapidly to a close. Federal appointments, legislative favors, and even bribes were rumored to be on offer. Money will certainly do it if patriotism fails, one of William Seward's agents said. The great measure of the 19th century, the Pennsylvania lawmaker Thaddeus Stevens remarked, was passed by corruption, aided and abetted by the purest man in America, Lincoln himself. God might be omnipotent, but in this case, he needed a bit of help, and Lincoln provided it. At four o'clock on the afternoon of Tuesday, January 31, 1865, the House approved the 13th Amendment, 119 to 56, with eight members not voting. I would rather stand solitary with my name recorded for this amendment than to have all the honors which could be heaped upon me by any party in opposition to this proposition, John Kaysen, a Republican from Iowa, said. Lincoln delivered brief but heartfelt remarks at the White House. The amendment, the president said, is a king's cure for all the evils. It winds the whole thing up. He could not but congratulate all present, himself and the country and the whole world, upon this great moral victory. A victory that should be marked on this date. Thank you for listening to Reflections of History, a creation of Shining City Audio a C-13 Originals and John Meacham Studio. Reflections of History is executive produced by me, John Meacham, and Chris Corcoran, Chief Content Officer and Founding Partner of Cadence 13. Production and editing led by Lloyd Lockridge and Chris Basil. Production assistance and operations by Paige Heimson, Andy Jaskowitz, Adam Macias, and Kelly Rafferty. Research assistance by Sarah Jean Caver. Cadence 13 is an Odyssey company. I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.